Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Brooke. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm excited that today we're like taking a direct question from a listener and we're going to dive into a topic. Yes. It's just a reminder that you can call us and email us (laughs) and text us with your questions. Call me, maybe. Call me, maybe. Okay. So this was just a short and sweet anonymous note that said, planning to move soon, hopefully, what tips do you have to make this not the worst thing ever? Because let's be honest, this is my comment now. Let's be honest, moving is kind of one of the worst things ever. I know. I think on the list of stressors, there's like death and taxes and divorce and moving. Yeah. It's like top five. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I haven't moved for 11 years and I don't look forward to doing it again. Uh I do look forward to potentially moving into a larger house at some point, but not looking forward to that eventual process. No, moving is like packing on steroids, and I don't like packing or unpacking, even like a suitcase. So imagine how I feel about moving. Yeah. Because I like everything to be in its place, Mm -hmm. and moving is the exact opposite of that. It is everything not in its place, moving all around, not knowing where its place is. (laughs) Well, and if you're a normal human being who has accumulated some stuff, which we all have, um, it's like the act of packing and purging and going through all your stuff. And then once you're in the new space, you have to find a place for it. It's just double. It is very stressful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Junie's my moving support dog. I'm not moving, but she's like really into this conversation. Maybe my bulging eyes and soft ears will help ease your stress about this conversation. So you moved pretty recently. We did. We moved last summer and it was very stressful. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. So I have a lot of lessons learned because as the organized person that I am, I do not think the moving process was as organized as it should have been. There was a lot happening. First of all, it was in the middle of the housing market boom. Mm -hmm. So everything was just really tight time pressure and you had to move really quickly on things. And so things just felt intense. Yeah. And then second of all, we were combining households. So we were doing four real estate transactions at the same time. This like I was helping my mom sell her house. We were selling our house. We were buying a new house with my mom so that it was one more cook in the kitchen to try to get the right place. And at the same time, we were selling a piece of land that we owned and our family owned in Delaware. So <laughs> it was a little bit more complex than your everyday move. Mm-hmm. Quadruple the fun. Quadruple the fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, at least, I mean, the real estate transactions are no joke. At least one of those didn't involve like physically packing anything up, right? When you sold the land? Yes. Okay. That land just <laughs> had its own stuff. Yes. You, you didn't have, have to pack up trees okay, or anything. Good, good, uh -huh. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are the things you feel like you did that helped? And then what are the, th I mean, I guess let's start there. Like, what are the yes. things you did that you would recommend to your clients? And then later we'll go into like, what would you do differently? Right. You had to well, I again? think, I mean, the thing that I like about this topic too, is that you don't actually have to be moving for these tips to be relevant. Because I actually think a lot of what I learned was pretend like you are moving, even if you're not moving. Yeah. Because you'll just get ahead in so many other different things. So the first tip is start early. You know, if you think you might be moving in the next six months or the next year or something like that, really start early decluttering your house. Yeah. Because, and again, you can declutter your house whether you're going to be moving or not, because that's just a huge future to your favorite salt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Anywho, so, um, and I, so you want to declutter for two reasons. One, you don't want to be schlepping a bunch of things that you don't love or need to your new home because a lot of times you're paying for by the pound or by the hour for movers. Yeah. So it's just a lot more expensive to move a bunch of things that you don't even need or want. And two, you're going to have to stage your home. And to stage it, you're going to need to eliminate a lot of clutter. Yeah, stage to sell. Stage it to sell it. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I recommend really starting early. And I really do like the KonMari method for thinking about, okay, well, like, where do I start? Because the KonMari method is very much a roadmap. It tells you exactly what to do and in what order. Mm -hmm. So there's five categories. It's clothing, books, paper, kimono, which is kind of the word for every other, everything else, miscellaneous, and then sentimental. Mm. So I would start there. Okay, I'm going to move in six months to a year. Let me dive into my closet and all of our clothes and all of the kids' clothes. Okay, that's great. Now let me move to the second category, which is books. The thing that's nice about doing it in that category is that it's a lot easier logistically to donate to. Yeah. Because you're not, you know, you're going to find the one place that you're going to donate all of your clothing, and then you're going to take that all at the same time. And you're going to find the same thing, you know, for books or with papers, take it all and get it all shredded at the same time versus every other week you're finding a new box of papers and then you're trying to figure out what to do with it, yeah. et cetera. And there's something to be said for that mindset, like being focused on clothing, you know, just having kind of that unfrazzled focused mindset on we are focusing on clothing right now. I'm not worrying about the books. I'm not worrying about the sentimental. Like clothing is my only priority. Mm -hmm. So you're dealing with everyone's clothing at the same time, all seasons at the same time. You know, maybe you're going through the clothes that you keep in the basement for wintertime. So just tackling them all at once rather than room by room or person yes. by person that then, like you said, you're going to be creating multiple trips for yourself, just creating more of a hassle. So I like the like focusing on categories versus room or person. Yes. Yeah. And then I think it's really helpful to, you know, you can start packing some things up early and labeling mm -hmm. them. I love 
duct tape, duct tape in bright colors. Like you could have like Graham's room is blue and mm-hmm. Paige's room is pink. And so each person gets their own color of duct tape and you can go ahead and pack away their winter clothes or half or three quarters of the books in your library because you're always thinking about that end goal of staging. That yeah. was one of the things that we learned when we staged our little townhouse. It looked so great. And because it was a lot more clutter free than it was before. And I was like, why the heck were we not living this way the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah. Like some of those, um, you know, home shows where they help people stage, they're like, oh, I don't want to move now because right. this house looks so amazing now that we've gotten rid of all of our stuff. <laughs> right. You know, all the stuff we weren't using. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I say pretend like you are, you know, pretend like you are moving, yeah. declutter and stage your house. And a lot of times, you know, half the books that are on your bookshelf, a cleared out closet and a bouquet of flowers and all of a sudden you're like oh my god my kitchen looks amazing this place is like a mansion yeah yeah (laughs) so um those are a few hot tips that i have um really figuring out where you're gonna let go of all of this stuff too so i think um like in media, we have a place that I love. I, I can't live without it. The free store. Yeah. The free store is such a great place. I, I sort of talk about it being between Goodwill and the landfill. Yeah. I think this actually, the the original or like the first known free store in the country was in Baltimore. Mm. And that kind of, I know that they're throughout the country, but yes, I love that we have one so close that it's literally what it sounds like. You go and you just donate whatever you want. Yes. Well, not whatever you want. They do have some, you know, restrictions in terms of category and size of things. Yes. And then you go shopping and you just leave with the things that you would like. Yes. Which obviously if we're moving, we don't need to be (laughs) picking out new stuff at the free store, but yes, Yes. it's a great place to donate. Yes. Um, I also love Green Drop. Mm -hmm. They will come pick up and I really like scheduling a pickup before you've even done any decluttering. Oh, so smart. Yeah. So a lot of times the green drop truck will be in your neighborhood like every Thursday, every Friday, whatever. So you just go on and say it's a Saturday and the green drop drop truck is going to be in your neighborhood on Friday. Go ahead and schedule it. You can tell it it's going to be 10 boxes, 20 boxes, and then they're coming. So you can gather everything up and just put it in front of your garage or wherever and they will come pick it up. Yeah. I remember that back in the day, like in the 80s, the Purple Heart lady would call and tell my mom, you know, when I don't think they came through as frequently. Maybe it was like quarterly. And so my mom would always say, yes, you know, come on this date. And then that would give her that push to clean out all the stuff that she had been putting off, you know, getting rid of. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then lots of resources to delegate to. So, for example... Maybe you don't have the time, the ability, or the interest in packing. You know, I wish that I had hired packers. Hmm. It's expensive, but in the grand scheme of things, they do a much better job than you do. And there's like, there's a million other things that you're trying to deal with in terms of getting cable set up and blah, 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 all that kind of cable. Nobody has cable. (laughs) (laughs) Internet, (laughs) Wi-Fi. Getting getting your Wi-Fi set up and things like that. So I think investing in something like Packers. Mm -hmm. I also really love um, 
So college hunks hauling junk. Such a great name. Such a great name. (laughs) Typically, they're not in college and they're not necessarily hunky. But um, we don't judge if they're they're there to help for uh, inexpensive. I love them for moving. They also do junk removal. Another company that I love is called Junk Luggers. And why I love them is because they will actually... Not take not just dunk, junk, but take donations. Yeah. I so like a that. lot of times, like bigger pieces of furniture or things that are harder to get rid of, they will take those things. So sometimes people might say, oh, they usually charge by how much of the truck you fill up. Yeah. So to fill up half of a truck, you might pay something like $400 or $500, but in the midst of moving and all of that craziness, like so worth it. Yeah. And you're probably keeping a lot of things out of landfills. That's always like one of my big guilt things with why I do save so much sometimes is that I don't want something to end up in the trash. Yeah. Because even with, well, and, and with donating, sometimes things still end up in the trash. But if you know that they're going to donate whatever is in good condition, it makes you feel a little better. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you just have your own little personal landfill. Yeah. At home. Yeah. <laughs> AKA my basement. Yeah. 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 So I definitely recommend outsourcing as much as you can, you know, even things like getting a house cleaner to clean the house that you're going to move into or clean the house that you're moving out of Mm -hmm. or cleaning it right before you have um, a showing. The other thing that I was really happy that we did was... At the time that we were selling, and things might be different now, Thing, like I said, things moved really fast. Or a yeah. house sold in a weekend. Amazing. So we put it on the market on a Friday. And, you know, by Monday, we were reviewing offers and, and deciding which one to go with. So we actually booked ourselves at a hotel that weekend. A local hotel, fun a indoor, a little staycation, fun indoor pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really nice because you can't keep your house show ready I mean, even if you just walk in the door and drink a cup of water, sip of water, you're yeah. already like, okay, I got to watch the, no, right. the shoes. The, uh, there's just, yeah, no, yeah. that's impossible. Yeah. It's too much stress to, especially if it's not um, such a like intense real estate time. Like you guys definitely lucked out with your timing. I mean, mm-hmm. your house was also beautiful, so it was going to go quickly. But, you know, some people have their house on the market for months. Right. And... I just can't imagine the stress of having to like make it picture perfect every Uh, single time you leave. So if there's a specific weekend that you know you can get all those showings in at once. Yes. Get out of there. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Any tips on your end, Brooke? It's also fresh Um, for me. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't moved in 11 years. I mean, I definitely, I think you said that you've told me before, like, declutter as if you're moving tomorrow. And that has stuck with me. Like I recently, we found ourselves with, you know, a Saturday afternoon that it was kind of rainy out. I decided to do some work in the basement and declutter. And I just tried to think of like, is this something I actually need? Even just, I don't know. I mean, and granted, obviously, if we're going to move, we're going to throw out any trash that's down there already. But like just even going through and doing that now is saving me the time of doing it later. Mm -hmm. So just trying to keep up with the areas that do tend to get piled up, keeping up with them regularly enough that if like the perfect house dropped in our laps tomorrow Mm -hmm. and suddenly we had the money to compete with these people that have cash offers, which is a whole other episode. (laughs) Yep. Like that was not that's not us. But like if suddenly it happened tomorrow, we could 
we could tackle everything else. So just trying to live with that mindset of like, if we had to move ASAP, could we pack up all of our stuff without having to feel like, without feeling completely overwhelmed with the piles of things in our basement? Mm-hmm. It is mostly our basement. Like our closets are, we we have pretty small closets. Um, so that's kind of good because it forces us to stay on top of it regularly. But yeah, the last time I moved 11 years ago, We um, basically had Nick's cousins and some friends, and we rented a U-Haul, and we bought everybody pizza, and that was that. that. Yeah. Which was great, but that was moving from an apartment to a house, and I don't think that's ever going to be doable for us again because we got more stuff. We've got the kids. We've, you know, it would just be a different scene. Um, So, yeah, I don't really have any good moving tips except don't do what I used to do, which is just save everything. Mm -hmm. And then you transport it to a new place. And then years later, you find it still in the bin that you moved and you haven't touched any of the stuff. So, yeah. I um, I was going to say two things. One, this could be a great opportunity to hire a professional organizer if you need to do some serious decluttering. It could be a good opportunity. There's even a company um, that I'm familiar with that's in this area that's called All Right Moves, Hmm. and they help you soup to nuts. So they help you declutter then pack, then identify a moving company. Oh, wow. And they even help you unpack. So they're the outsourcers. Right. They're not necessarily the moving company, but they're helping you find the right people. But they will help you declutter, pack, and unpack, and even optimize where you're going to put things in your new place. Love it. Because that's such a great opportunity to, like our kitchen right now, I think of this often. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know that this is like the most efficient setup for our kitchen. And so if we were to ever move, like I would, well, I mean, I could do this now (laughs) to make it work more efficiently for me, but just to take the time to rethink the most optimal way to store things. Um, Friends of ours just had their kitchen redone recently and she keeps telling me like, I need, I need help like figuring out where everything goes. I was like, oh, let me get my hands on that because I would have so much fun helping you reorganize or they should hire you. Um, or even just like if you can't afford to hire a professional organizer or someone to outsource, have a little friendly competition with some friends. Yeah. Like see, I don't know, give yourself because a lot of it is just the accountability. Yeah. Like having deadlines and having someone to check up on you. So Yeah. Yeah. You're my you're my accountability person. <laughs> like, Amanda, I did it. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's so much easier to organize other people's stuff, isn't it? Uh, yes. Like you can't organize your own kitchen, oh, no. but you could organize I'm your like friend's chomping kitchen. at the bit to go go to my friend's kitchen and like figure out the zones of like the snacks and the the pastas and yeah, it's also a bigger kitchen than ours. So it sounds more fun than yeah. trying to make our tiny kitchen work. But yeah. Yeah. Moving. Yeah, moving. Anything else that you didn't do that now you would do in hindsight? I think I, I'm i a bit of a control freak. And so the way that what I what ended up being a real big mess was that um, I think when the when the movers were here at this location, moving us into our new home, our boxes had not been labeled correctly in the Ooh. way that they didn't know where everything went. Because I thought that I would be here being like, this box goes up there, this box goes down there, mm. like orchestrating every freaking second of it. And Anywhere. I wasn't no. because I had to be in our old house for some reason to orchestrate something happening there. And so when I got here, 
the movers were practically done and most of the boxes were on the first floor, even though a lot of them needed to go down to the basement and a lot of them needed to go up to the second floor. Yuck. So I, we ended up having to do a lot of that work because I hadn't clearly labeled. Mm -hmm. Like if I had to do it over again, probably what I would have done was have that have paint you wouldn't want to do duct tape but have like painter's tape or post-it notes or something on each door yeah and then have all like so this is the pink room this is the blue because even when you use words like living room or family room that doesn't always translate no so i wish i had had some sort of color coding system yeah to better indicate to everybody where everything went because that was a bit of a mess any like specific things that you would recommend like having on your person on moving day. So I'm thinking like packaging tape, Sharpies. um, I don't know. Are there any other? Yes, that was a tip that I did do and I did it well. And you can Google and find really nice lists, but they have like a, you want to have on hand box. And Mm -hmm. so in there it's like, Paper towels, cleaning products, toilet paper, scissors, um, snacks, Gatorades. That was another thing that I hadn't anticipated, too, that I wish I had. I think when we were, it was like July 7th. It was like a 95-degree day. I wish I had just had like um, a cooler packed with Gatorades and everything for the movers, which I didn't have. And they brought some of their own stuff, but it's just a nice courtesy. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I found myself like running to Wawa and like I wish I had had that a little bit more. The other thing that we didn't have planned, we had moved to this new place. We were all hungry, but we weren't really familiar with what was in the area. And I remember we ended up eating like some terrible lunch that day. We were all like hot and hungry. And I wish I had sort of planned for that. Yeah, because it's also an exciting day moving to a new place. Right. Like, you know, good way to support a new establishment. Yes. Um, And you don't want it to be sucky. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think that was a little bit like planning for the day of a little bit better so that it wasn't so stressful. I remembered a good tip from my college moving days, which were also horrendous because I brought too much stuff to college every single year. But a tip that someone had told my mom um, before I went to freshman year at Delaware was as soon as you get to your room, and this could also work in a house, make your bed. Mm. The first thing you do, unpack the bedding, make your bed with clean sheets. So then at the end of the, if you're sleeping in the place, I mean, obviously like this doesn't always apply because sometimes people are moving in but aren't already moved out of their old place. But it's a great tip to just make sure that you have that bedding accessible somewhere, Correct. labeled well. Yes. Or maybe it's maybe that's the bin of things you bring in your own car. I agree. And once the beds are set up, which hopefully that's also happening, you know, in college you show up and the beds are already there. But if you can show up to a bed that is where it's going to yes. live, make that bed immediately. So even if stuff gets piled on top of it, at the end of the day, you move that stuff and you can collapse into bed. Yes. And I think if you do have friends helping out, that's something you can say to them, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, great. As soon as my bed gets in there, can you help me make that bed? Yes. Can you go around and put toilet paper in each of the bathrooms? Can you put dish soap in each of the, or hand soap in each of the bathrooms? Yes. That kind of stuff. Like thinking ahead about what you can do to make the move day itself less stressful. I love that. The other thing that, I mean, I think this is such a common sense, no brainer thing that we just totally missed the boat on because our timeline was so tight. Our, our new home needed some work, like getting the floors redone. And we were like, 
at the time, this was COVID, and it was really hard to get contractors, and yeah. so everybody was behind. So it wasn't easy to just call somebody and get them to, you know, give you new, do your floors for you in two weeks. But I, but then we found ourselves having moved in all of our furniture, and then we had to get our floors redone. Ugh. Had to move everything and back out. Move yeah. everything back out. So I think any work that you can get done before you get moved in, like yeah. please do because painting, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I love the idea too of going over like if you have time between the closings again it's different for everyone but if you're able to get into the new place before the movers come doing some of that deep cleaning stuff that you're not going to be able to do as easily once yes. furniture is in place yeah. that's a good move too if yeah you, if you have the time yeah we our seller um she got it cleaned for us nice. but if she hadn't i definitely would have yeah because yeah the, the i would have had the cleaners come in good because they'll they're like somebody was in we did a deep clean on this house after we moved in and somebody was in our master bathroom for like an hour cleaning it oh my gosh you know like yeah. that's some serious deep clean <laughs> they're down there with the they had the little brush on the tile exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what you need so yeah, those are I would say the biggest thing I would say is start early with the decluttering. Yep. That's gonna be the biggest favor to your future self that you can do when it comes to moving. Love it. I think these were some really helpful tips. Yes. So I hope they help everybody, whether they're moving now or hopefully moving later, like me. Yes. We'll see. All right. All right, let's take a break. Okay. Bye. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We're back. We're back. I'm excited to share what spark and joy for me today, Amanda. I am, I have mixed emotions about what you're about to oh, share. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because we didn't talk about this before I added it to our little notes here. Okay. Okay. So start and I'll tell okay. you why I have mixed emotions. Right. What is sparking joy for you right now? So what's sparking joy for me are Yasso Greek yogurt bars. Mm -hmm. um, they, I have a bit of a sweet tooth mm -hmm. and I'm also trying to eat a little healthier these days because mm -hmm. I was getting into some bad habits that were just not making me feel good, not making me sleep well. But I often have like a sweet tooth at night that needs to be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> so I get these Yasso bars. They're not inexpensive, but it's definitely, you know, it's cheaper than like getting ice cream out somewhere. Yeah. Um, my, I've sampled several flavors okay, for so got the benefit favorites. of our listeners. Uh -huh. The fudge, things you do for love. I mean, the things you do for love. So I started with the chocolate fudge with they are 80 calories. They are gluten-free Greek yogurt bars. Okay. And it definitely does not feel like you're eating yogurt. Uh -huh. Definitely satisfies that chocolate need for me. Okay. Then the fudge brownie bars are decadent. They are delicious. Okay. They're 100 right. calories, right. if you're counting or care. And the chocolate peanut butter bars are, it's actually chocolate peanut butter chunks. So there's like some oh. little mm -hmm, peanut, like, you know, crunchy, yeah. mm -hmm. uh -huh. crunchies in there. They, those are also 100 calories. So they've been really good to satisfy my sweet tooth without just like diving into a bag of Reese's cups for me. Yes. Yeah. That's what's spark and joy. What, tell me what you're, 
Well, the reason why it's complicated for me right now is that I also love these bars. And Fernando and I right now are doing sort of like a whole 30. Right. So it's a 30-day because it's through the exercise coach program that I've talked about before. But it's a 30-day metabolic reset. Yeah. So no gluten, no sugar, no um, – what, what else? No – Carbs? Yeah, no gluten, no sugar, no carbs, no alcohol, which is fine because neither one of us drank. And there's one more thing that's on the no list that I can't think of right now at this moment. So I'm just, it's it's tough to hear about the Yasso bars at this particular moment. I thought you were going to say you didn't like them and I was going to have to reconsider our friendship and partnership. No, they're delicious. Okay, okay. They're delicious. But I'm trying to make the decision after the the end of these 30 days if we're going to continue to eat like this or if we're going to let ourselves have little treats every once in a while. I think we will. I think, isn't that the point of like Whole30 and programs like this is that you kind of give yourself that time to reset and then you gradually reintroduce some things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not that you should ever feel guilty about anything you eat. I hate using the term guilt-free. Right. But like, I feel like I satisfy that sweet tooth and I don't feel like I just ate a ton of sugar at, you know, at bedtime, which I shouldn't be doing because it just gets like contributes to poor sleep and everything. So yeah, I hate, I hate that term guilt-free, but that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I so. know. I think, cause like I used to eat like three jelly donuts, yeah, when, you know, when I had a sweet tooth and I think a Yasso bar, better choice. Maybe. Yeah. Better choice. You okay. know, I mean, nothing wrong with three jelly donuts. If your, if your <laughs> mind and body are telling you, you need those jelly donuts. No yes. guilt. Yeah. Yeah. But usually I would just feel blech after okay. eating those. But okay. So. Well, when you're done your metabolic reset yes. or whatever it is you guys are doing, perhaps I will bring some to sample. Ooh. A little Yasso day. bar celebration. I'm telling you the fudge brownie are so delicious. They've got like a swirl of like fudge. Okay. So good. Okay. We can wrap this conversation up because. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Amanda, tell me what you're doing to do your future self a favor these days. Okay, so, you know, I'm a techie. I love systems and processes and making things easier. I love efficiency. So I discovered... Have I talked about this on the podcast before? I feel like I'm like an old granny that says the same story all over That's over right. and over again. Have we talked about search along route on I, Google Maps? I don't think we've talked about this. All no. right, good. So I learned a couple years ago that on Google Maps, the app, so not Apple Maps... Google Maps. Yeah, no, I don't like Apple Maps. I don't like Apple Maps either. Actually, I used to prefer, well, I prefer Google Maps, but I do like about Apple Maps that it shows you stoplights and stop signs. So does Google Maps Google Maps does now. We're pointing at each other excitedly. (laughs) When that happened, I was like, yes, I have everything that I need now in one place. Especially when I'm driving out to your house. Some of the roads are a little windy. Today, Google Maps took me a different way because of some traffic. Mm. And I like when I know that the stop sign's coming because some of them are a little hidden behind trees. Yeah, here in the the country. country. Out in the country. Okay, continue. Sorry. So what I learned is that... You can search along your route to find um, the uh, something that will take you the furthest 
the least away from your final destination. So for example, so the way that you have to do it is that you have to put, so say I'm going to Brooke's house. I'll put in Brooke's address and then I have to click start. And then I click on the little, you know, bottom menu and it will pull up a choice that says search along route. So say I am looking for a Starbucks or a Wawa or a Dunkin' Donuts along my route. I can just type in Starbucks and it will pull up all of the Starbucks that are in that general area. And it will say um, 12 minutes, quick detour, five minutes. Mm -hmm. And so typically I'll want to click on the one that says quick detour because that's usually like two minutes or something. And then I click on that and it will add it as a stop. And then I say start and then it's going to take me to that Starbucks. And then when I get to that Starbucks, it's going to say, okay, do you want to continue on your route? Mm -hmm. And then it will take me to Brooke's house. So it's so great because you can use that on long road trips or whatever it is. And especially these days where we're trying to be really gas conscious, yeah. it doesn't send you super far out of your way. Yeah. So I love that. I love that too. I st- I used that recently a few months ago when I went on that Poconos trip with some girlfriends. Um, on the way home, I was like, ooh, I was looking for a Wawa or <laughs> shocker. I ended up finding... I also knew because I was in like central PA, I knew that rudders and sheets are big, are like similar to Wawa and they're out in that area. I know that from visiting my husband's family. So I found like a rudders that was straight on my route. Yes. And then that helps me, you know, I have a little bit of driving anxiety. It helps me to know exactly where I need to be in the right lane to get to the stop, even if I was going to pass it anyway. I like knowing when that is coming. And it tells you if it's on the right or if it's on the left. I think even if you put in gas, it will even show you the gas prices. So you can choose choose which one along your route has I'm going to test that actually. Okay. Um has the the best gas prices. Okay. Which I really like. All right. Yeah, I mean you can also find things that you can find lots of, like you can find somewhere to eat if you guys if you're on a road trip. You can find some good restaurants, you could read the ratings, everything right through Correct. Google Maps. Yeah. Correct. I wonder if do you do Waze? Do you ever do Waze? No, but I've been intrigued by it because um Whenever I open up the Audible app, it's it has a little banner at the top that says listen with Waze. And so I think, yeah, I think Waze and Audible have some sort of partnership now where probably it's something similar to those like car controls with Audible that you can probably do a Waze map and listen to Audible and they work well together somehow. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. My husband uses Waze and I don't like it. I don't either. I mean, I don't, I actually haven't used it, so I, I can't feel say like I it's don't distract- like it. Well, I'm sure there's a way to turn it off, but it's like, there's a police car ahead or there's an accident. Like, it's all these users that are contributing yeah. information about what's happening on the road, and I find that to be distracting. It's too much. It's not fun and easy. No. I just need something to get me where I'm going, because I have a terrible sense of direction. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm, we should track how long it takes me to be able to get to your house without... <laughs> some sort of map device. Maybe another year. Maybe another year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little windy. A little back here in the country. I had just learned how to get to your other house (laughs) without a map and then you moved. I was like, I know. I lived lived eight minutes from Brooke and she acted like I lived in West Virginia. It was a different world. Well, she lives in the borough where you can walk and it's, you know, it's very like, you know, small town, almost like city living. You lived in media. And I lived out by an orchard. So Brooke felt like it was the country. 
Well, it just was a different part of media that I had not yet explored. <laughs> and you were kind of on like a cul-de-sac. So like, you know, I wouldn't have been yes. back there. Yes. I did finally <laughs> learn how to get to your house. And then you went up and sold that house. So yes. how dare you? I know. It's fine. I know. It's fine. I forgive you. Yeah. Thank I like you. it here too. I know. <laughs> it's fun. I, yeah. We wouldn't have even really had a place to record our podcast in the old house. I know. It all worked out. It all worked out. <sighs> Well, I feel like we gave people some good tips anywhere from like moving to chocolate bars and we'll reevaluate how you feel about them once you've tried them, once you're able to. And yeah. Um, yeah. And now we could go buy them by using our Google Maps function to find a, an appropriate grocery store on our route. Because I think you can do that in Google Maps too. You could actually put in Yasso bars and really? it will tell you, yes, what this grocery is what stores it, carry what them. What grocery stores carry them. Okay. Because I know that our giant has them, but I don't think Acme does. Right. And I don't think Target sells them. Right. Those are like my main, well. Right. Like if you were wanted to buy like, like, so for example, you need cleats right now. You could put into Google Maps cleats and it will tell you the local stores that sell cleats. Interesting. In Google Maps. By the way, cleats are not for me. They're <laughs> for my child playing soccer. I'm not taking Brooke up a needs sport cleats. that requires cleats. No. I would like to see that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap for today, Brooke. That's a wrap. All right. This we'll was see fun. you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.